All right, so this week we are discussing Nightmare Alley. It's a 2021 film. It's a remake of an old film from 1947, which was based on a book that was written in 1946. This film has a lot of mystique. Mystique. Fuck. (laughs) A lot of mystique, a noir feel to it. If you like carnivals and getting caught in the rain, (laughs) you will like this film. Zach, those are all great points. (laughs) And as Whiskey's trying to get out of this, Mm -hmm. I have one question for you. Okay. But is Nightmare Alley good? Uh, We will find out. Let's do that. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Welcome to episode 64 of But Is It Good podcast. I was incorrect last week and I said 64. Actually, last week was 63, so this is 64. You sure? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, we'll have goodness. that fact, fact checked in a second. Yeah. Um, I am your host, Hunter Callahan. With me, as always, is my other host, Zach Olson. Zach I'm here. Araya Olson. I am here. To report that, yes, this is episode 64. Sweet. And with us this week, she just left the room because I'm sure you heard her in the intro, is the owner, CEO, and founder of this podcast, Whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure she'll be back. She's just taking a quick little break, I guess. A what break? A quick little break. Uh, you said a pickle break. Like she has like a little... Like a, a jar of... Pickles. Pickled animals. Like Clem. No, what are you talking like about? Like Clem does. <laughs> Come on, man. I was talking about pickles. <laughs> little, little pickled cucumbers for a cat. No. Uh, you got any anything anything happening this past week besides Freddie Freeman leaving? It's allergy season, and yeah. my throat and lungs feel like they're burning. That's awesome. I'm so glad for because you. Because allergies. I'm so, I'm so glad for you. Don't you love white blood cells? Yes, I do, because they keep me healthy. Mm-hmm. They keep you healthy. Good for them. They make me sick. They you make know? me sick. <laughs> Okay, so do we want to talk about a, a film movie? Yeah, we're going to uh, wrap up our, our Oscars series this week with uh, Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Yes. A remake of uh, the 1947 film, which was based off the book from 46. Uh, quite a film to jump into. Um, non-spoilers first. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this film had that like n- n- noir feel, you know? Yeah. Like, the music, I, I really liked the music, just like that 40s, I don't know. Yeah. Trumpet, whatever. Yes. <laughs> it's like one instrument. Yes. <laughs> that's going the whole film. Yep. But um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this film. It definitely is, is dark and it deals with some stuff. I also don't understand why, like, more people need to go to therapy, man. Yeah. But that's all, true. These, all these films that make the, the, the psychologist like the villain. Yeah. It's not really reality. I don't like it, mm. but I like other things about this film. So, yeah. anyways, that's my two cents. Yeah, my quick little, you know. Yeah, I would agree about you. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I uh, it, it felt I was I was in it the whole time. I thought it was cool. It was well done. You were in it. Who'd you play? Yeah, I was a star. I played Bradley Cooper. You you <laughs> played Bradley Cooper playing playing Stan Stanton exactly. Carlisle. No, I uh, I was invested in it throughout the film. I thought it was well done. Um, I love the aesthetic of it. Really cool vibe. 
yeah, I, I I liked it. This one was was a, a, a pretty good. wasn't a home run. It was maybe like a double. <laughs> <laughs> For non-sports people, that yeah. means it was pretty good. Pretty good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, shall we do movie in a minute? It was worthy of possible RBI if someone was in, maybe. if if we had a runners RASP. Uh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Go Braves. Go Bravos. Uh, do you know what time it is, Zach? It's time for... Here's my song, ready? One, two, three. It's time for moving in a minute. Da, 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 That's all I had. That's all we had. <laughs> Guitar solo. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, one second while I set up this camera. Look. Look uh, over yonder. What is that, Hunter? Look, it's a, a spoiler. Captain. S- spoiler, ahoy. <laughs> over the horizon. There are spoilers coming. Please. Turn back now if you have not seen this movie. Spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> Trying to do like, like the old like, like sailor music, yeah. right? <laughs> okay, it's like sailor music. I thought it was like Revolutionary War <laughs> music. Oh, uh, maybe. Anyway, spoilers are coming. <laughs> the war, <laughs> the, the spoiler wars are coming. The okay. great conflict. Anyway, carry on. All right, everything is set up. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? You know, I'm... I'm I have your phone real fast. Have my phone? Yeah. I'm going to... Can I do the... The timer on there? Yeah. Okay. Just out of... I guess. Keep things... I got it. He got it. He doesn't need me. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. This is Nightmare Alley. I keep wanting to call this movie like American Privilege. That's a song by Alan Stone. I don't know. It's a great song, though. If You you should look it up. It's a great (laughs) song. For some reason. (laughs) Anyway, Nightmare Alley. Uh, movie in a minute. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we meet Stan Carlisle. He's burning a body. He joins the circus. He starts learning from the carnies. Uh, Madame Zena is teaching him how to do things, and he gets taken under by um, uh, Pete. So Pete's teaching him how to do mentalist stuff. Um, meanwhile, he learns what a geek is and like how a geek is made. You don't find them. And like it's this horrible. It's like someone that's at the end of the rope, and like at the end, right? So he leaves with uh, Molly because they like fall in love, and they think that they can have a two-man, two-person show. So they go. He becomes like famous in this city, and then uh, uh, Doctor Lilith is like, "I think you're a fraud," and so she like gets on his bad side, and they start doing stuff. Like they start. She's feeding him information, and he's talking to the judge, and the judge's wife shoots him in the head and then shoots herself, and then Ezra's like, I think you're a fraud, and he puts his nose inside his face, and then they drive off, and they kill the goon, and then at the end, he turns into the geek, and... Perfect! Amazing. Wonderful. Oh, no. I love it. Incredible. That's the film. Incredible job. I didn't Uh, look at the camera, either. I was looking at you the whole time. Do you know what time it is now? It's time. Will you look? Look over yonder. Coming up across the ridge. I have something funny to tell you, Hunter. What? We just did a bunch of spoilers. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yes. I do this every time. So, spoilers. Yes. But you're going to hear us. A beep. <laughs> yeah, edit in spoilers. So when you hear us say spoilers before this section, you'll know that it's from the future. Yes. Because go, we are stupid. In three, two, one. Beep. beep. Look. Look uh, over yonder. What is that, Hunter? Look, it's uh, a spoiler. Captain. Spoiler, ahoy. (laughs) Over the horizon. There are spoilers coming. Please. 
turn back now if you have not seen this movie. Spoilers, spoilers. Trying to do like like the old like sailor music, right? Okay. It's like sailor music. I thought it was like Revolutionary War music. Oh, maybe. Anyway, spoilers are coming. The war. The spoiler wars are coming. The great conflict. Anyway, carry on. All right, let's do it. Okay. Let's dive in. Where to begin? I'm on the diving board. Okay. <laughs> there he is. Do they, do they talk quiet in diving like they're like doing they golf? Do. I feel like they do. Should he's we just in, try it? He's in position. I'm I'm climbing the ladder. Are you doing like the... Can you do like the dive? High dive, like in the Olympics. Right, the high dive. But I want you to do one where the like handstand? you do a handstand and okay. then you dive. Okay, here we so. go. Ready? All right, I'm climbing the ladder. I've reached the platform. Hunter's been... Increasing his d- the difficulty of his <laughs> dives throughout the day. I'm walking to the edge. We'll see if he uh, pulls out his okay. best dive here. Oh, I'm turning around backwards. I love the narration. Wow. Okay. Hands handstand. He's doing a handstand. And five flips in a perfect dive. I dove in. He executes the belly flop. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're, okay. <laughs> we're in. We're in the water. Do you know where you are? Yeah. You're in Nightmare <laughs> Alley, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and we're there. <laughs> We've arrived. Right, here we go. Uh, so where did we get the beginning? Is, is it the 40s? It, I think the movie starts in 1939. It is the 40s because they mentioned Poland. It's, it's 39 it, going into the, the 40s. Okay. But yeah. Because they mentioned like Germany invading Poland. It's right. Like, there's, there's a couple yeah. scenes where they're like walking through a hotel lobby and it's like, talking about the war i was gonna like <laughs> yeah. do the voice did you see me getting ready to do got prepared and he just bailed <laughs> abort uh okay. okay yeah so uh we this is uh, this movie starts pretty happy i think so we start with uh well, bradley on, cooper's dragging a dead body <laughs> okay over to a hole i can tell you're being he serious burns the house down and then he joins the circus whiskey are you trying to leave she's trying to leave I couldn't tell if you were being serious. I was like, "Wait a second. Uh, yeah, so it's we a, it's a it's a um, it's new beginnings. Yeah, it is. That's true. He's beginning he's, a new life. He burns a dead to, body, and then you know, yes, which we learned that he's trying to like burn his his past, his right childhood. I have a question. Okay, <laughs> already. Yeah, no, it's fine. And this is one of those scenes that uh, we see something happening, but then like. We get more detail as the movie goes yeah, on. This movie like does a, that kind of there's stuff. There's like right? the weird. There's like one little arc that's like nonlinear. The rest of it's right. linear. One little thing is nonlinear, which is is part of it. Continue. Right. Um, so <laughs> he, this is his father, right? Which we don't know this yet. We don't know this yet, but uh-huh. I mean, you just at this it. point, we're past the spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> I guess. And we're talking about the film, right? You're right. So this is his father. Uh, he goes there. He like tells him like, "I never liked you" or something like that, right? Yeah. Something along those lines. Whiskey? She wants back in. Whiskey, come on. Okay, so w- w- what's your question? He, like, opens the window to make him die of the cold. Hypothermia, yes. Okay. Then he creates a hole in the floor, puts him in the hole in the floor, and then burns the whole house down. Why didn't he just... If I'm so sorry, Whiskey. <laughs> I just hit her in the head. I didn't know she was jumping up. Whiskey, do you hate me? No, she's fine. You're just going to get a, a pay cut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's deducted from yes. this week. Are you saying why didn't he just burn him alive? Why yeah, like if you're gonna kill your dad, <laughs> like what do you think, I don't know. What do you think is more painful? I don't know. This man. is off to a really morbid start. I don't know, man. But like Well, I feel like if it's hypothermia, you just kinda like pass out, right? You just like sure. fall asleep and sure. you go numb. 
If you get burned alive, I feel like you feel that. I guess my point is... <laughs> well, no, you, you pass out from smoke. Okay, so h- hear me out here. Okay. It's not like he was trying to, like, end his father's misery. He hated this man. Yeah. I don't think he cared how he died. He just wanted him dead, right? So, like, yeah. to me, it seemed like a lot of extra effort to go through. <laughs> well, I think he wanted to make him suffer. I think, I think that... Here's my interpretation of it. Assuming that's, like, the house he grew up in, right? We have no basis for that assumption. But so just besides... Already off to a rocky start, just, but I'm okay. listening. You know what? Just because it's his dad, let's just assume that. Um, I would say, like, the hypothermia is he's, you know, killing his father. He chooses a very right. s- slow way for him to die. And a very intentional way that he just, like, this enables Stan to sit there and watch. I don't know, man, right? because... I'm not done. <laughs> and then I feel like burning the house is... <sighs> Like a cleanse to him. He's trying to cleanse that. So it's two separate acts. Maybe, Instead yeah. of just like slamming he's it like, into one thing. Yeah, he's trying to like, okay. this is like he's burning down his childhood, his hatred for his dad, yeah. his, all this stuff, trying to rid himself of, of his past. He can't, which is which comes in play later. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my, once it was all revealed, that's kind of how I envision it. I have one point. Yes. Um, when... When he opens the window, we can see like what time of day it is. And it's the same time of day when he's like dragging the body. So it seems like it took like ten minutes for his dad. I mean, to... it might have. How about you just call up Guillermo del Toro okay. and say your movie is trash? No, it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I just it stuck out to me. All right, let's move maybe on. Maybe it took a whole day. Maybe twenty four hours. There's no way to know. Twenty four hours. He was smoking that one cigarette. One cigarette. He smokes a lot of cigarettes in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's the theme in this movie is smoking. It's a thing that they did in the 40s. They did it a lot. Okay, a lot. let's move on to the yeah, circus. Yeah, so he goes to the circus, um, and he... What's what, he do? what was your impression of him in the beginning? Um, because he's sort of just like a like a drifter at, at first. Sure, right. Kind of just doing whatever. Uh, it he really doesn't s- talk for like six That's minutes. That's what I was about to say. He speak it, at it all. It really sticks out to me how he doesn't even say anything for... To like Clem or... Anybody. What's the strong dude's name? Uh, Ron Perlman. No, I know the actor. <laughs> What's his actor? The, the I think character? he's Ron Perlman in this movie. Bruno. Okay, I want to say uh, for some reason I want to say Bono, and I was like, it's not Bono. Bono. He's yeah. a singer from YouTube. Uh, yeah, like all of them. They're out there where the streets have no name. You know, yeah, in the exactly. Of nowhere. Exactly. Oh, amazing. You're so smart. Um, but you know, like I think, uh, is it Bruno that says something first? Like they did they go to the alley, one of the many alleys in this movie, and. What do they call him? The general, or whatever. The what's his actual name? I don't know his actual name. Oh no, uh, Major, Major, Major Mosquito. Uh, um, they're out there, and and I think Bruno is f- is the first one who says like, "What do you like? What work or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And he like gets gets hired, does the work, goes to the next place, has breakfast, has not said a word, and yet. does all this thing, and like never speaks. Right. I don't think he even speaks until he's chasing down the geek, right? I don't think Correct. he talks until then. He doesn't talk until... So, yeah, so he, he shows up at this carnival, right? And and uh, he goes and sees this show, and it's like... Which is horrifying. Horrifying. Yes. Um, and it seems as if, like, he's looking at himself. It was apparent to me that, like, when he's looking at the geek, especially when he goes in, like, the House of Horrors or whatever, and, like, all the mirrors and everything, he's looking at himself in the mirror, and it's, like, sin and all this stuff. And then he comes face-to-face with 
the geek, which I guess that's like, what, what is that a term for? Like, that So I, I did a little bit of research okay. uh, because this is a remake. Is that for you know, a term for one who eats chickens? Uh, no. Well, I don't know what the term actually means. Um, so I thought it was someone from Best Buy that like fixes your computer. That, that you're not wrong. Okay. Um, but I, I did do a little research. Did you? Um, and it's like there were actually geek like geek shows. Okay. Uh, like in the vaudeville days, carnival days, and they would, it's it's accurate. It'd be like a drunk or a homeless guy who they like, a wild human like broke, and they would like eat chickens like a lot. They would yes, that's real. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah. But, uh, we did just get get some information. We did from our esteemed producer. Uh, you know, I I wonder. I wonder if people like have, like think they know who they who this person is. Do you think that there's like theories? Theories of who our producer yeah, is? Yeah, we'll never say. No. No? Maybe we'll give like a hint in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Should we ask this person first? Nah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh no, but they said so um Oh, uh, the geek originally comes from the German word geck, meaning a fool or a simpleton. So like the Geico gecko is what I'm picturing. Are they a fool? Geck. I mean, yeah, I guess. You're I mean, I guess a uh, simple but lizard. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so it was it was this is this is accurate where they would um they were presented as like like a warm up show to like the main event and it was like mm-hmm. this wild person who would um like eat live chickens and drink their blood. What? I don't know. You just said eat live chickens like three times. Like that is the feature of the show. Well, that's what they did. Yeah. That's what they do in this one. And it's gross. Yeah. But anyway, um, yes, he's a very, he's a man of few words at the beginning. Um, but he joins the circus or carnival. Carnival? Carnival. Carnival. I think. Yeah. Traveling. Excuse me. They travel, but then it seems like they've got home base. Well, I think, from what I understand, and I think this is kind of common in, like, fairs today, carnivals today, mm-hmm. is that they do a quote-unquote tour where it's, like, they travel around, but they're there for, like, a month. Okay. So it's, like, we're here for, like, the next four weeks. But they've and got some, like, serious setup move. to do. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And they break down. They break down really fast, all this stuff. But That's quite specifically a why, why I thought that they have, like, a home base is because Xena has a house. Yeah, but I was looking at that, and I noticed that, and I wondered... Because it looks like they're on movable slabs sometimes. The houses, but that would be a that'd be a pretty impressive feat for like the forties to move a house. Yeah. So I could be wrong, but it did look like they had like I mean she does have a house. And that would be intense if he, they're like, oh yeah, so let's break all this down. And uh, by the way, y'all got to move that house. Move the house also because she does have a bath, and he goes and has a very interesting interaction with her. Yeah. At the very beginning of their like they just met, she says he's easy on the eyes. Yep. Also, it's and interesting that goes for it. Goes for it. Well, he's in the bathtub, like just. What were you gonna say? Outside of. No, I was. I was saying it's interesting that it's like, their bathtub is just like in the living room or something. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, right there. Go for it. I mean, I would love that if. Like, I mean, it's great. Te- like television. No, so bathtub, I've actually I would had just... that experience on my honeymoon. Like we, they had this bathtub, like in the like this room, and I was like, this mm-hmm. is dope. We yep. watch TV. Is that what you were thinking? You weren't like, yeah, I'm married. You were like, yo, this bathtub <laughs> this and is that sick. TV. Yo. <laughs> Dope. Uh, exactly. Um, no, but uh, I just find it interesting that like 
you know, because Paul, Paul is the old guy's name, right? Is that the name? Paul, uh, the teacher. The teacher's name is Pete. Pete. I, know, I didn't actually watch this movie. <laughs> okay. Just so you know. <laughs> it is clear. Pete, um, you know, he's leaving and he seems, I, I, I would imagine that this is a common, like a, like a known thing in their relationship. Are they married? Pete and Zena? Yeah. I don't know. There's an interesting relationship going on there. There's in- I they're think partners. they are married. They're partners. I think they are married. Yes. Why are you smiling? No reason. Because he Can is- I be happy? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but I, you know, I ended up, it's interesting. I kind of, this is, this film to me kind of turns things on its head where I, at first it's portrayed, I know I ramble, I'm sorry, uh, it's portrayed as like Stan is the noble, like moral, honest dude. No, <laughs> hold on a second. No, no, no. We start the movie out. No, no, I know. I know we body. see that. I know we see that. I, I get that. Like I'm not saying that's forgotten, but it's shown for a second, and it could have. This this could be a dream because he has like flashbacks to it. And you're like, is he dreaming this? Is this a you know like a? Is this like the nightmare in Zack Snyder's stuff? Oh, he's got a fit in there somehow. Every episode. Every episode. Anyway, no. Uh, but it's you know, Clem is sort of this creepy, which I mean, he he is. That they're all kind of odd, but you know. Also, about like eleven minutes in, which is when he talks for the first time. Yeah. This guy who's obviously at the end of his rope, uh, and is like backed into a corner, like hits him once, and Bradley Cooper responds by basically killing him. It takes like a couple weeks for the wound to fester. True, but <laughs> he basically kills the guy. He, yeah. he punches him so many That's times. That's true. So moral Which compass that of comes Hunter back. that he, oh you know, his standard of morality. Yeah, but did, did that did that look like an accident? He just hit him like once. He hit him like three times with a metal baton in the head. Uh, I thought it was just once. No. Oh. Uh, oh no! Wait, you're right. Because Clem is like, "Hold on, dude, you're gonna kill him." Like, calm down. And then he, after he says you're gonna kill him, he hits him another time. Um. Anyway. It's interesting to me that he's painted as this like okay, not not a morally good person, but like I don't even know. Thank you. I'm not I'm not even sure what I'm what I'm trying to say anymore. <laughs> it seems like everyone around him is like like Xena and like Pete and all them, they're they're sort of like scheming of something. And then as the story goes on, he Stan be, goes from the protagonist to sort of the antagonist. Well, of this movie. Okay, so everyone at the carnival is um, taking advantage of people to a certain point in well, that yes. everything's an illusion. Yes. You know, you see all these different shows and everything has its, you know, little trick or whatever yep. that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. But they have a line and they don't cross that line. There's no spook show. There's no, there's no yeah. don't, don't do the spook show. Spook show yeah. It's a, a recurring theme. Do not do the Which spook show. Which is funny because, like, well, continue your thought. Sorry, I cut you off. And Bradley Cooper comes in and learns from them, mm. but does not learn that lesson and, yeah. and, con- and continues it forward. And he does the spook show. Well, what's interesting is like, at first I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like he's taking it and like making it better in a sense, like with the electric chair thing. He's like, oh, this could be, it's drama. It's supposed to be like, like, like you're dramatic and Jesus trapped in this, sta- this chair, all this kind of stuff. Sure. Um, Meanwhile, Bruno and uh, Major don't like it because they notice that he's, you know, flirting with... Uh, yeah, and they're very possessive because there's a line where it shows... Well, they, like they're, they're protecting her Bruno, because they knew her, her dad, dad yeah. I guess, right? Um, 
But it's interesting because and I think they ha- they are good judges of character. Exactly, and so that's the thing that that's what's, what's fascinating because like when we first mer- mer- meet Bruno, they're in the back alley. He's kind of rude to Stan. You know, Clem mm-hmm. has all these weird little pickled baby things, animals, and the Cyclops or whatever. I don't. Th- I think it had a third eye. Yeah. Can Can I ask you another question? Sure. Am I Am I interrupting your thought? No, 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 no. Why was the the baby with the third eye like stitched back together? I don't know. Did you notice that? I did notice that. I wonder if I'm trying to think of if there's a line of like, did they do like an autopsy or something? You know what I mean? Maybe. But I I did notice that, and I don't. I mean, it's probably fake. That's probably why. A fake baby with a third eye that they put in a pickle jar. Yeah. What a weird thing. What a weird just like setting, like the whole. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> odd, but see, so like all of those things, you think you have these people pinned down, and you know when Clem talks about what it takes to break a geek, you know, like how to do that to a person, all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Find someone that's at the end of the rope. Yeah, and just offer like, them a temporary job. Yep, and you get them hooked on opioids, all this kind of stuff, and make right. them crazy. Um, and then threaten to fire them, and then you know put you a like, chicken in front yeah. of them, and, and it looks pretty good at that point. You use like reverse psychology be like well I'm just gonna get a real geek and they all of a sudden they have pride in being the best geek mm-hmm. um, it's just interesting because you know then by the end of the movie with Molly she calls them to come visit and they're all hanging out and you're like oh uh, Bruno it's the end of the movie well it's, it's like not at the end of the movie sorry but, I'm but being like, very contentious today no, I apologize I'm gonna let you talk I'm gonna let have, you talk man I don't have the energy to do I'm gonna let you talk to, to, to contend today but when 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 they come visit with Molly, like they're much more, um, they just seem like more just they're chill, they're hanging out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting how those like the perspectives change. That's a, that's that's all I was trying to say. Okay. Yeah. I think it's interesting. So yeah, everyone at the carnival has uh, has like a line that they won't cross, uh, and but they also have like, I don't know, like so. Xena in particular, mm-hmm. all of this like mentalism stuff, you know, the the burning the letters and like saying, oh, I see the letter A and all that stuff. That's fake, right? But the tarot cards, she believes in those. Yeah. Right? So there is some sort of like power, I guess, that she does believe in. And she, mm-hmm. you know, Pete's the same way. He believes in the tarot cards. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting, which comes into play later uh, at a point at that party when, yeah. like, whatever the dinner. It kind of gives away the, end of the ending of the movie if you know anything about tarot cards. Yeah. Well, I don't know much, so tell me. Okay, well, I mean, we'll get like, there. It's like it's like prophecy type stuff, right? Yeah, it's like you flip the cards, and based on what the cards are and the position that they're in, um, it gives you, like, the... I don't know. I don't know. We'll get there, but we're okay. not there yet, uh, Hunter. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. But so... so uh, Stan comes in and he starts learning things at the carnival, like making a name for himself, I guess. Yeah. And Pete takes him on as like yep. an apprentice to learn the, the mentalism stuff, which is fascinating. Like that whole like code and stuff mm-hmm. is I thought was super cool. It super is cool. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, but but he's he's really protective of it because he knows that it can be used for yeah. for evil. Don't do he, the, don't do the spook. He show, had Hunter. shut eye or whatever, right? He got shut eye. He said, "Yeah, shut eye is like, basically he, he where believed. like you believe." The lies, yeah, like which that, that, also comes into play. That later. he had the power to, to like actually it, do that, right, yeah. and influence things, or you know what have you. So, um, I don't know if you think this, but I'm convinced because earlier in the film, 
Willem Dafoe's character, uh, uh, what's his name? Sorry, Clem. 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 Clem, the guy with the baby, the guy who breaks in the geeks. He's a stand-up dude. He um, uh, has like these two crates of alcohol, yep. and one of them is essentially like poison. Like the, he says, if you drink this, you will die. And the other those crate, are the the wood alcohol, or whatever, right? Right. And the other the other crate is like the good stuff, liquor, right? Liqueur, which is like sweet and tastes good and gets you drunk. Whatever. Amazing. So um, Pete asks, Pete's a drunk, and Zena doesn't like it that he drinks. Because he he uh, messes up the shows. Well, maybe because she cares about his health too, Hunter. Nah. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever think about that? I didn't, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, Pete asks uh, Stan to get him a bottle of alcohol, yep. and I'm convinced he got them the poison. Yeah, got him totally. The poison I would agree and, with that. And killed him on purpose so I that he could get the book because he was like protecting those those secrets. Yes, right. I would say for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, actually, I, I want to go back and look because I think we... Do we see which bin he's taking it from, or is it kind of like No, obscured? we see him put the quarter in, and we see him look at the right crate, which was the bad crate, <laughs> but we don't see him take anything from mm, it. Okay. Yeah. I would say he killed him. I would say most definitely. Right. Um, which Anyways, is next morning he's dead. Yeah, because like that's, <laughs> but it's left ambiguous because it's kind of like, well, that would obviously be like, okay, well, he's up to something. Um, and this is kind of the beginning of his... Uh, grand scheme if you will to mm-hmm. kind of play everybody and get out of there and go um be rich and famous so he takes he takes pete's code and pete's uh act right and Did you notice the pages in that book were red <gasps> no red is like the devil and stuff is it it's also the color of like everything in the in the crazy house when he's going in there and he's like confronted with his future self it's all red and like there's the devil what's supposed and everything to be? What's supposed and to be? then a little bit later he meets someone named Lilith anyways continue okay um well that's supposed to be hell so sure yeah yeah okay but and like color is important i it is important it is i didn't notice that they were red I yeah not. they were um so he he and Molly run off together mm mm-hmm. mhm um, and we have a two-year time drop, and he is, uh, he's not really, fa- I, he's not famous, mm-hmm. but he's having good success. He is famous. He's, like, at the highest point he can be. Well, yeah, but is he, like, globally famous? No, but he's famous in the city. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair. Um, so he's having his own, his show, and he's also, um, kind of a dick okay. to Molly and sure. all that. We see that that relationship has changed, and he's kind of reverted to... You know who he? Everything he said he wouldn't be essentially. You know, where right? Because this isn't a love story. It's not about he wanted to be with Molly. No, and you think it is, but it's not. He wants to be successful. He exactly. wants more prestige, more f- yes. more money, like whatever it is, right? So even if the show goes goes fine, there's one little thing. He first thing he says when he walks off stage is like, "You messed it up." Like, what? What's what's going on? That kind right. of stuff. Um, and Molly's obviously unhappy and you know kind of burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Can but you blame her? I can't blame her. I cannot blame her. Me neither. Um, during the show, and then we meet Lilith. Mm-hmm. Which I will admit, and then I'll shut up. Um, she does the whole "What's my purse?" thing, and you know what? Look, honestly, because he does this again when he meets when the, when the cops come to the to the carnival, um, the Sherlock Holmes esque deduction stuff. I think it's very interesting, very cool. I've always liked those kind of shows, like even if Sherlock Holmes or whatever. 
Um, the, I saw the grease stain on your pocket and knew that yeah, you had been to Burger King last night. Exactly. So and like, your name's Jeremy. Exactly. Boom. Perfect. Um, so that's, you know, like basically how, what it is. How I thought that was really cool. Because um, when that happened, I was like, what in the. Like, is it somehow real? Is it. But no, it's just another trick. Mm hmm. Anyway, yeah, so we meet Lilith. So you think if someone's holding their purse and their elbow is like a little bit more forward, that means they have a an ivory handled brass plated Well no, he didn't say pistol with four bullets in it. He did he mention four bullets? He didn't mention how many bullets, but he said it's ivory plated pistol with yeah, an ivory handle. Which it was. And it wasn't because her arm was lifted was to, was forward that he knew that it was ivory plated. He knew that it was heavy. Okay. Um, and she was holding it with her left hand with no ring finger, with, with, with no ring. So single. So he assumed probably a weapon for safety. And then that she liked nice things. So I guess maybe at, at the time, a popular option was ivory plated nickel. I guess my point is those are all like assumptions. And like you can't be right 100% of the time. But in this movie, he is. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely a reach. Um, it made some luck. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's all down to. The things that he like sees, you know, in her, on her, around her, whatever. Because sure. he, he even says like he took his blindfold off. That's what mentalism is, right? It's yeah. like the art of reading people. Yeah, because he even says like he took his blindfold off to like f- he says for dramatic effect, yes, but also to like see her. Yeah, and see how she was holding the bag and that kind of stuff, um, which I thought was interesting. I will say that, um, so I, I was getting a master's in psychology, and we had these, like, lectures um, at the university, so we would host other professors and things, and we had this uh, psychology professor come who, uh, he thought it was a hoax, he thought mentalism was a hoax, but he, like, studied it and, like, tried to get as good as he could at it to basically prove, like, how it's done and everything, right? And uh, he would just, like look at someone, he, he like hung out in the building that we took classes and everything, so you could just go like talk to him, and he would just like tell you stuff about yourself, and you'd be like, what on earth? And he would say, well, you know, it's it's so general that basically, you know, I it, can't be wrong. It can be applied to anything. Right, and and, and Bradley Cooper does some of that in this film oh, too. Oh yeah, right? you know where, they, where they're like, you lost something or someone, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I did. I did lose yes. something, because everybody's lost something. Exactly. Um, what is I think it's later on. I don't know what it is. But I, think the, I think the cop, like his his badge has his initials on it or something. And so he says, is your name uh, uh, Jeremy uh, something with a K? And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, yes, exactly. Uh, or like there was something where it's like, I feel someone in this room and it's somebody close to you. It's for me. That it's like any like that pass, and it's like, yeah. well, that could be anybody. And then they'll go, Is it Claire? And it's like, Yes, yes, that's who it is. It's Claire. You know, what if they were like, Really? Because I just made Claire up, <laughs> butthead. That's what I would do, yeah. You know, um, I, I'm sure you would, and you make a fool out of everybody, <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, I'm mentalist. Mm-hmm. You, it's actually your show the entire time, and then I would just be like, Is this your card? and just pull up <laughs> a random card, freak everybody um, out. Where are we in the movie? Throw up a frog like a. Who's, who's that? Who's the no? Who's the ma- the magician guy that like David Blaine? Yeah, <laughs> there's another one. I think I it's David Blaine's the well, one. I'm well, yeah. Of. Okay. Anyway, 
The other one's like... Oh, Chris Angel. Chris Angel. Chris Mind Angel. Freak. <laughs> Mind Freak, that's right. Or he walks on water and it's actually like glass pillars in the pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, uh, meets, meets, meets Lilith. He goes and does the... Um, Lilith is not that different than he... I thought that they did... First off, we haven't mentioned this, but acting in this... Excuse me. Was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think Bradley Cooper did a great job. Kate Blanchett, great job. The whole cast did a great job. Um, I really enjoyed their performances. Just wanted to put that in there. Um, but he goes to do the like at home consultation or whatever. Yeah, with the judge. Um, which Molly begs him not to, and Molly at this point is kind of like, "Yo, how about you cool it?" And he's like. Because you don't do the spook show. Nah, I want money, honey. Yep. Verbatim, that's what he says. Okay. Uh, and uh, and? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for you to... Meanwhile, so she calls the old carnival people, you know, obviously she's kind of at her, like the, the end of her rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when we get the, the warning from Xena uh, of Don't Do the Spook Show. So tell me about tarot cards. Because he gets the hangman. It's a reverse hangman, too. What does that even you know mean? what that means? No. It, does that mean that he's hanging upside? What does that mean? It basically... Well, I mean, it's not about, like, the picture on the card. The cards have meaning. It's like that, um, yeah. um, uh, astrology stuff, and it's like, oh, you're... you're a, I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini, but your moon is in Uranus. Pisces. <laughs> what? I said Uranus. Uranus. Uh, <laughs> I, t- I was texting someone because um, our producer actually yes. was like, "What are your what, what's your star chart and all this stuff?" And so I like looked it up, uh, and uh, it's I think it like I was reading it and it said Uranus is in Taurus. So I texted her and I was like, "My anus is in Taurus." <laughs> Anyways, it's like that kind of stuff where it's like yeah. there's you, you know what it means, and yep. so you just like read that meaning, right? Yes. So the reverse uh, hangman is basically like. Um, you're on the wrong path and you need to like take some time and like not do what you're going to do. Otherwise bad things are going to happen. You're not going to have like success in your career and stuff like that. And so he sees that and, and uh, she's back. (laughs) I think she loves me and hates you because every time you start talking, she leaves the room. Oh, and then when I start talking again, she interrupts me and and comes back in. Okay. Whiskey. I love you. (laughs) Anyway, go on. Um, but essentially, like, Xena uh, sees that, and she's like, you know, it's not too late to, to change your path. Like, don't do not do the spook show, Yeah, basically, right? And he, like, flips it around. He's like, look, see, it's fine. It's it's perfectly fine. Um, is there a normal hangman? Like you said, this is a reverse hangman. Yeah, so when you flip the card over, if it is facing you, and, it like, you see the words of the hangman, they're, like, facing you, that's a normal hangman. Okay. And if it's upside down, it's reverse. So oh, like, okay, I got it's you. It's just gotcha, based gotcha, on like gotcha. when you flip the card I gotcha, over. I gotcha, I gotcha. So like if you, uh, I don't know, any card, if it's upside down, it's a reverse of that card and it has a different oh, meaning gotcha. based okay. on that. So it's basic, it's like when you flip the card, that's like the deck, the the, the deck of fate, like yeah. speaking to you, right? And then okay. you just read the result. Gotcha. That's what tarot is like about, right? Gotcha. So it's random, but there's meaning in it. Kind so of he gets his wording. Yeah. Man, your energy is like sky high today. It's but it's sporadic. Like I'm like, I feel 
hype, but like my body's just like maybe maybe you not. shouldn't have had decaf. Maybe you needed like nah, because I get caffeine. I get like wired calf. You know, calf. Like can little, I have so? Can I have a can I have a grande calf latte, please? Like a little calf, like half calf. I what it was that I had I had a big old sub for lunch. Why'd you do that? And so my car loaded at the same time. Do you have Jersey Mike's or do you have I Subway? I did have Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's, yeah. I had the Buffalo chicken Not a sponsor, steak. but hey. And I got the Giant. <laughs> you ate the whole thing? I ate the whole thing. Hunter, that's like... No, it's because I'm... It's I, like 1,800 so calories. can I tell... <laughs> it's it's a big sandwich. It is a big sandwich. So, short story. This is why I did this. So I went... To, I sang this morning. Yeah. And I went to go get breakfast before I sang. Okay. And I went to this really cool place. Uh, this, like... Place. Do you know where uh, Serenby is? Yeah, that's in Serenby, and all the hippies out in the woods. Yeah, and uh, this is there's like this this cafe there, and I was like, I'm gonna go get a pancake. They have these really good pancakes. Is that where the is that where you like do the singing stuff? Is that there? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Um, and they have these really good pancakes that are like they're they're like deep dish pancakes. It's so good. Deep dish pancake. Well, it's like the the, the you the, mean like cake? The pancake. <laughs> the the pancake is like. The plate has like a dip in it, and the pancake is like just over the whole plate, so it like goes down into the plate. It's really good. Okay. So I got chocolate chip pancakes uh, there once, and they were amazing. So I went up there and I was like, "Hey, can I get a buttered croissant and then chocolate chip pancake?" But I stutter and talk really fast, so they thought I said chocolate chip cookie. And so I like got a bag with a croissant and a cookie in it. And I thought, "Oh, I got a free cookie, sweet." So I sat there for like twenty minutes waiting for my pancakes to come out, and then it finally clicked that they gave me a cookie instead of getting me pancakes. But and you then, didn't get your croissant either? But no, I ate the croissant. But then it was too late to wait and get pancakes. So all I had for breakfast was a cookie and a croissant. So let me get this straight. So by lunchtime, I was starving. You, and started, I your day, you started your day with a cookie and a croissant. Yeah. And then followed that up with the biggest <laughs> buffalo chicken sub that money can buy. Yes. Okay. And a coffee now. A decaf. You. A, a decaf, decaf coffee. <laughs> oh, no. But my mind is here. I also went to bed at like 1 o'clock. Because I'm a rock and roll star. <laughs> Where were we? Are we talking about a movie? Talking about the tarot cards. But oh, yeah, the tarot so cards. So he gets his warning. Right, he mm-hmm. gets his warning. Oh, no. And uh, he's like, nah, I'm good. I'll fix it. So his, He flips the card over and his, he's just like, yeah. we're good. So his grand scheme, long story short, he's been scheming with Lilith to get information on these people to when he goes and does these seances or whatever he has information that no one else knows besides the therapist which i guess is pretty obvious to me but mm-hmm. um especially for the judge because he brought his therapist with him anyway that's pretty li- it's pretty easy line to draw you know what i mean yeah which i if if, if i'm the judge and i bring my therapist to see this mentalist and then my, the mentalist knows things that only i told my therapist but you know they saying? don't know that um i guess he doesn't know that stan went to see no, the therapist, no, no. Lilith. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. But anyway, that is the whole point. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if like with with Ezra, he's like, she's like, I'm telling you things that that only I would know. You know what I mean? Well, he knows. It's a little bit different with Ezra because he knows even more than she knew. After, yeah, but at first, like his first meeting with him. Mm-hmm. Is stuff that only she knows. But then he does do like. But hold on, let's back up because I feel like we're skipping like big things that happen. Yeah, we are. In the <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but go on. Yeah. So like when he meets with uh, the judge and her wife, 
you know, he has information that Lilith gave him, yeah. right? But in that meeting, he's more so talking to the wife than he is with the judge. And, like, yes, speaking right. speaking with her and, like, saying, like, yes, he's here in the room. He hears you. He says that uh, you'll be together again, yes. you know, at some point. Which is massive. That comes back into play later. <laughs> right. He does the spook show, and yep. it has unforeseen consequences yes. later in the movie. Um, so then he comes back. Uh, uh, Lilith does not want to take part in this, you know. No. The whole thing, so Lilith... Lilith's an interesting character because she has everything. She has money. Like, you can see it in her office. Like, that's, like, the most, you know, yeah. lavish. It's very Greg Gatsby. Right. It's 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 amazing in yeah. there. She's got money. She has prestige. She knows the secrets of the most powerful people in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so her involvement with Bradley Cooper's character uh, is essentially just to take him down, right? Like, she, she does not... She got embarrassed, essentially. Right at the show, she got embarrassed. She wants she, she wants to call him out for the fraud that he is, mm-hmm. and she wants to do that in the way that's going to have the the worst consequences for him. Yeah. So she like builds his trust. She does the whole like lay down on the couch and tell me your your life thing. Yep. Um, it's like in exchange for information, I get the truth about you. Right. Yeah. Essentially. So, anyways, she reluctantly decides to you know be in on this and, and feed him information, even mm-hmm. though you know. Um, at that time, she's telling him like, "I can't be, you know, if they if they trace it back to me, that's that's big trouble for me, yep. right?" So, anyways, well, because she shows him, she has a massive scar, yeah, like down her chest, right? Which is never really explained like what it was. It's just it said like if the if the wrong people come after you or whatever, or something like that. I was like, what did they do? Like take out her heart, sternum, or something like that? I don't know. She'd be dead if you just took out her heart. She'd probably be dead if you took out her sternum because there'd be like nothing to keep everything like in place. That's true. Right? I don't know what they would have done. Just like a just like old, cut big old gash, big old ca- gash. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe there was that when he drinks. The... What is that when he drinks? No, oh. I don't think he drinks yet. I don't think he drinks until after. I think he's already like established with Ezra when he drinks. I see. So, anyways, so he goes and meets with Ezra, and Ezra's like unstable. He's like this real estate tycoon or something but he's like he lives in like a compound yeah he's got his own like private compound yeah. and like no one comes to see him it's wild i guess because he's like riddled with guilt from his past or something but yeah. he's also like not a good person and like people disappear or something like that's the impression you got right is that like yeah. you don't want to get involved with ezra which he confesses later that he's like hurt a lot of young girls right which so not the greatest guy yeah. it's really funny though because um so the judge's wife is the parents and stepbrothers. It's the parents and stepbrothers. Yes. Yeah. Did that throw you off yeah. too? Because yeah, the, the judge's wife is the mom from step stepbrothers, and then Ezra, this like evil is the dad, is the dad. And I was like, what is this? What is going on? Anyways, out comes Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like, hey, dad. <laughs> oh no! But they don't go to the Catalina wine mixer. They oh don't. no! No. They break out the lie detector machine. Yes. And this is where, um, what Pete was trying to say to. Stan earlier in the movie like comes back around where he says like when when you yeah shut eye when you start to believe the bullcrap essentially that's when you know you're gonna get in too deep so he's literally on a lie detector they're asking him questions and they're like do are you a medium and he's like uh yeah of course I am and you know it's shaking like he's lying right um because he doesn't believe that but then he does the thing. Where he 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 makes half, the fingers the half C the half C he he makes his fingers parallel and he puts his other hand on his temple you know like the the mentalists yeah. do if y'all could see this it looks great looks amazing 
It looks wonderful. It looks incredible. But he does that, and then he starts seeing, like, oh, there's someone in this room. You know, we can continue this, but there's someone in this room. I think his name is uh, uh, Bono. Yeah. You know? Well, no, it was what's your, it was Dory. Wasn't it Dory? Isn't that the name Dory, of Dory? Dory, yeah. yeah. Um, I just made up a name. Yeah, but it's funny, too, you know, how he... But he's checking off... Because this is important. He's yeah. checking off and saying, oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah. So that is why... I don't think they were keyed into the fact that he was being fed information because he was literally on, literally on a lie detector test and they yeah. said this is true information. Oh, yeah, totally. So anyways, now, now totally. speak. Uh, but I think it's fascinating how he sells it too where he looks at, um, I don't know his name, the uh, Anderson. He looks at Anderson, his like assistant. Is that the crony? Yeah, the crony. And he's yeah. like, is it is it for you? Is it? No, 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 it's for you. Mm-hmm. So he like will give himself like a margin of error essentially to be like, Oh, I'm not exactly sure. No, he's just selling it. I don't know if no, it's... No, I, he, it's not for him. It's for the audience. Right. Saying, like, the audience will go, oh, maybe he actually doesn't know. Maybe he actually re- he's not sure what it is. He just feels something. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of sells it even more. Um, so he continues to, uh, I don't know, I guess, deceive Ezra, who offers, like, what, 10 grand a session? Yeah. Something crazy. Right. Because he wants to, he says, I want to manifest her. I, I want to do this until I can which, manifest her. Which Stan, like, even brings that suggestion up. Like, Yeah, that's his fault. Ezra was not under the impression that someone could be manifested yeah. in real life and you could speak to the dead. Yeah. Uh, until Stan says it. Like, oh, yeah, it could it can be done, yeah. you know, because he's an idiot. Um, yeah. He's good at reading people, but he's still kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's his, his own fault. And... Um, this is the part where he goes off his own and kind of does his own like research and about how, who she was and all this kind of stuff. And it mm-hmm. was like a forced abortion that was botched and she died and it was his like he made her do it. Right. All this stuff. Um, and conveniently, he, she looks a lot like Molly. So Molly is going to try, which I felt really bad because she doesn't want to do it. She wanted to get out anyway. And yeah. she like reluctantly agrees to this psychotic plan <clears throat> well she wanted, she, she wanted to get out for multiple reasons she wanted to get out for multiple reasons right yeah. because one he he was changing he wasn't who he said he was he was doing this stuff that they drew that line and said we're not going to do this right all the promises that he made her early on when they met at the carnival yep they're not really like being followed through on um he does have that like abusive behavior where like he'll do all this like destructive stuff and then one night he'll be like it's about you baby what do you want to do tonight you know like like one night of sweetness and then go back to being like a complete asshole anyways so he's in asshole mode yeah and and but she's looking through his um drawings because early in the movie he says i draw what i think about right and And there's a drawing of Lilith. lilith lilith so she's keyed in on the fact that he's thinking about another woman um and he's been like out late at night and stuff like that. So she's, you know, she's convinced that she's being cheated on yeah. with this Lilith person. Yeah. So she's upset. They go in the men's bathroom at the train station. Yeah. And they're just like fighting in the men's well, bathroom. See, that's what's so, like, that's, what's the big idea? And that's what's so frustrating. It's like, she was almost gone. Like, yeah. don't. She like, was almost out. Don't go back, you know, which she gets out. She yes, does. She does. Uh, she does. Probably traumatized. Um, Cause this dude has, loses his nose. Um, he doesn't lose the nose. It goes we'll back get into a skull. Yeah. Uh, but she's some like, you know, he again switches to that. Oh, everyone leaves me. Please don't leave me. Like, mm-hmm. you're my only chance. Please don't leave me and whatever. And, and she, she says, I'll like, do it. Fine. I'll cover myself in blood and pretend to be the dead 
lover of this crazy man who yes, kills people. Yes. For you. Exactly. So what do you what do you think? Let me ask you a question. Okay. So in this this the whole thing's happening, right? They're doing this seance to try and manifest story. They're not and even doing a seance. They're walking through a courtyard. I know, and she just I know, appears. I know. Um, but the whole like ritual part is where he's like, confess. You have to like r- confess your sins, like your past, all this kind of stuff, and the whatever. And he all of a sudden is like saying, like I've hurt many young girls. Like I've done so many bad things. And Stan has this look in his face where he's like, "What in the hell are you talking about?" Where even it looks like even he is like disturbed by it. No, I think he's nervous because like if this doesn't go well, like it 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 it's a bad thing. You, you don't think it was like oh shit, this is a serious thing or like no because more think of a self preservation type reaction. Think about this, Hunter. If he was getting bad weird thoughts, uh, Ezra is literally saying in that moment, I, uh, "Let's call this off. I don't want to do this. I don't think I'm ready. Like I've yeah. done bad things." So if if Stanley Carlisle is feeling weird about this situation, don't you think Stan- he would have... Stanton. Is it Stanton? Stanton Carlisle. Okay, whatever. Whatever, Hunter. <laughs> Calling off, yep, yep. Can, are you done? Oh, you wanted me to continue? Yes. I thought you interrupted me. I so. did. Okay. Are you bitter about it? No, I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> I was just leaving space for you to talk. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so if, if if he's feeling weird about it, he would have been like, you know what? You're right. Let's go back inside and, and ignore that bloody ghost chick over there. Let's let's go inside right yeah. now. You know what I mean? But he continues on. He's like, no, 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 no. You need to do this. You need to close your eyes and and speak to her now. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's gung-ho, like, let's, let's continue forward. So I, I didn't get the impression that you got, basically, is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Okay. I see. I I know I just thought it was interesting. It, for a second there, I thought maybe he was like, "Oh wait, what did I get myself into?" But maybe you're right. Because I think he be, would have abandoned because like, they definitely went. Don't you think you would have some pre- self preservation and say like, "You know what, Ezra, let's go back in the house and 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 you know keep working on yeah. that." Yeah, I got you. That's, that's what I would do. I got you. Anyway, um, wrapping it up towards the end, she walks out covered in blood. He like. Stan tries to get him to be like, okay, you have to pray, get her knees. But Edra's like, no, get out of the way. I'm going to go, like, I want to go hug her. And he goes and hugs he her. He goes and hugs her, which is your first telltale sign of, like, this person, this is a physical person, not right. like a, a ghost. And then Molly's like, what is, what is going on? And then, so he's like, what the hell? Is, you know, he freaks out. And then, and then he punches his nose into his face. Yeah. That was gross. Sure. Those two things I did not expect. They kind of because there's not really much violence in this movie. Well, there's a guy biting a chicken's head off. I know, off. I know, I know, I know. Uh, there's a guy getting hit in the head multiple times with a metal baton. But you don't see that. There's a tiny baby in a jar that's been like I mean, ripped in okay, half and then yes. sewn back together. Yes, I'm saying like graphic, active violence. Where I mean, okay, whatever. I'm just saying like because within the span of five minutes, mm-hmm. you see this dude's face where his nose has been punched into his skull. Yeah. And then Anderson gets run over by a car and he's just there just like dismembered in the street. Was he dismembered? But his, his arm was like broken in like seven places and his skull was like wide open. It just seemed like it was like a lot really fast. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. fine. It was. But there's also more violence because earlier, and we skipped over this as well, um, the judge and his wife are oh, yes. s- sitting down to dinner. That's a great scene. And she is. 
No, I mean it's really well done. I don't mean like it is, it is well done. I don't mean the, the scene's very disturbing. What I'm saying is it's very disturbing. What I'm saying is like how it was like that's what I was like. Oh, this is where this is gonna go. Mm-hmm. This that's is like a big is, turn. These in the are the movie. consequences of the spook show. Yeah. So they're sitting down to dinner, and his wife is like, you know, I've been thinking a lot about when Stan was here, and you know what what we said to, I don't know what the Jimmy. Yeah. Our child. I forgot his name. Our child Jimmy, who yeah. was in the army and died, and now we talk to him, and we're going to be with him soon. Yeah. And he's like, yeah? When she said that, I was like, she's going to shoot him. I, I knew. I was like, she's going to kill either herself or him. And sure enough. So she pulls out a pistol, and she shoots her husband in the head, yes. and then she says, we're going to be with you soon, Jimmy, or something like that, and then she kills herself, right? In, like, the eye. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. So there's more violence. Yeah. Anyways... Which that's but, spook show. Yeah, so that's like the pivoting point of this. Meanwhile, Anderson, the goon, is like keyed into the idea that this stuff doesn't go well because yeah. he's listening to the radio and they're like, "We're at war with Japan." Yeah. Also, breaking news: judge. don't listen to the stuff about the war going on. The judge was killed. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he escapes to Lilith's place, um, and he's you know like oh. Here's what's going on. Whatever, we're on the same side, but then she kind of pivots, and I actually thought for a second that it was going to be like a Shutter Island thing, because she's like, "Your, you know, final session with with, with Stanton." Carlisle. Oh, you thought they were going to do like the some weird like he hallucinated everything. I was like, "Wait a oh, second, that doesn't make any no. sense." Which which they didn't, because I thought that would have been a stretch. Mm-hmm. But then she definitely like pivots and is against him, and she's like, "I want to take you down." Blah blah blah. Calls the guards on him, and he escapes. On a train? Well, she Mike Tyson's him with a gun. Oh, yeah. She shoots the tip of his ear off. He's, like, bleeding. Yeah. And then he tries to kill her with the phone cord. Um, so, you know, this is based on a book, and yes. it's also, there was a, they, the book was written in 1946. 46, and, and then, then the, 47. Came 47, out, yeah. they did a iteration yeah. via film. And in that movie, it's, like, this spoken thing where it's, like, very civil, and it's, like, I've been playing you this whole time. And he's, like, oh, my God. And he's, like, freaking out. And then they just, like, he leaves. And this one is violent. Yeah. They're, like, fighting each other and trying to kill each other. And then the cops show up, and he runs away. And yeah. he's smearing blood on the wall. That's a cinematic thing where they just, like, smear blood on the yeah. wall. Anyways. Maybe, maybe that's Nightmare Alley. Maybe that alley. That was a hallway. Whatever. Was it really? Yeah. He was right. running you're down right. a hallway. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, and then he gets on a train, and he becomes drunk. Yeah. And well, he was already drinking, but yeah, he was, he's, he's, he's like a full drunk. full drunk. He trades in his father's his watch, watch for what more alcohol for more alcohol, yep. something that he said he would never touch. Not even that, he didn't say that he would never touch it, he said that he never had. Yeah, is the crazy thing. Things very interesting because she even says, like, in her session, she's like, You always use the word never a lot, and she says, We're gonna work on that. Yeah, and she's the one that hands him the alcohol that he drinks. And See, he drinks she's it. breaking him. So, she's like, I was getting signs pretty early on that, like, she was not on his side, yeah, you know. Yeah, might have been a twist for you, but uh, not so much. Um, I thought it was another twist. I, I thought it was gonna be like, oh, he's crazy, and like this has all been a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the big twist at the end—not well, big twist, but the full circle moment—is he um, stumbles into this carnival and tries to act civilized and posh, but he's obviously a, a mess, and he tries to be like a mentalist, and I can be in your sh- you know show, and he the new carnival guy is like, I never care for that stuff. Um, but then he does say, uh, I can offer you a job, but it's only temporary mm-hmm. until we find a real geek. Basically and, the thing. And he says, I was born for it or whatever. He's laughing. Yeah. You know, it's the funniest joke in the world to him yeah. because he like, is like resigned to his fate where he's like, this right. is, I'm destined to be this, I guess. The cards. Yeah. Um, 
So one big difference between this movie and the 1947 movie mm-hmm. is that in that movie, the final line is, I was made for it. I'll be your geek. I was made for it. In this movie, it's like, I'll be your geek. I was born for it. And that, that's a different thing, right? Because yeah. earlier in the film, uh, Clem says, you don't find a geek, you make them. Yeah. But in this one, it sounds like... He, he was, was always meant to be one. Right. It wasn't that like choice. It was. It, th- this movie has a very fatalistic viewpoint of yeah. like, this is where it was going to end up, no matter what he did. Like this is what was going to happen, right? Yeah. Can you can you can you change who you are? Can you escape your past? Can you uh, really change your destiny? It's kind of what I, what I was thinking of. Uh, but also, in but the this old, movie says no. Exactly. Yeah. Also, in the old one, I want to say it's either the book or the movie. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, when he's the geek, he actually like. Molly talks to him and like calms him down. It's in the movie. Which kind of shows a little bit of hope. Because back then, uh, even like the bleakest movies had to have like a semi happy ending. Yeah. So they added like a couple scenes at the tail end of the movie where he's like freaking out and you know, you think that the carnival people are going to like kill him. But then Molly like calms him down and it has like a a semi resolution where like she takes care of him for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen in the book. So. Gotcha. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, there you go. So, um, what did you like? Anything else to add? Did you? I mean, I and I, I really enjoyed this one actually. Uh, I I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but you know, we only have so much time every week, sadly. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, this one's rated at eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And a sixty-eight percent audience score. Yeah. Would you agree? Agree with what you gave Which me? Which one? Two scores. Which one is it? Which one's correct? Oh, it's higher than a sixty-eight. I th- I'd give this film like an eighty-five. I yeah. thought it was. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I did. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I um, I would say yeah, about the same. I I enjoyed this one a lot. Is it yeah or no? Uh, is yeah, it, no. Is it yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Is it no, no? Yeah. Is it no? Yeah, it means yes, and yeah, no means yeah, no. no. So you disagree with me? No, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I I did enjoy it. Okay. I um, I'd say about the same. Eighty five. Eighty five. Maybe to a ninety tops. Maybe eighty eight. Split the difference. What do you? Put this in terms of all the Oscar nominated films um, this year. I don't know. We'll have to discuss that later. Like maybe a little little special episode, okay. a little snippet because I want to rank them. Um, but there's a lot of them. But you know what? What? Well, let me ask you this first. But is Nightmare Alley good? Yeah, it's not for everybody. If you don't like dark stuff, that's true. If you don't like uh, like creepy babies and jars and stuff like that, that's uh, true. Probably not gonna like it. But you know, overall, this is a good film. I thought I enjoyed it. You know, I, maybe I'd have to see the original to be able to compare them. Yeah, true. You know, but uh, well, I can guarantee you that some people didn't like it. Oh, are you are you telling me that every movie sucks? Every single movie sucks compared to somebody. Yeah, hates the movie you love. The movie you love. So let's see who hates Nightmare Alley. All Shall right. we? Yeah, let's dive in. All right, let's see where we got. Uh, Russ Hogg Russ Hogg says incredibly boring and stupid wow this is a movie that seems interesting at first and then goes nowhere fast the pace is slow the plot is dull and the entire film is just lame what makes it worse is that it is watchable because of the competent filmmaking and so that makes the dead weight of the film all the worse but nothing is as bad is as bad is as bad as Bradley Cooper's terrible performance completely flat lifeless and unable to hold the film together a total waste wow there are s- certain aspects that's been rating that I, you know. So this film reminded me of like, have you have you watched Mad Men? 
Not really. A lot of people hate that show because it's just a lot of like dialogue. There's yeah. not a lot of action that happens. It's it's like an ad agency. Well, that's that's you know? good stuff. Though. That's <laughs> good. A lot of good movies like that. Right. And so, when they say it's boring and it's slow, it's probably because it's all like spoken. You know, it's not like even though this movie does have violence and action. I don't know. I don't know what they're saying. Actually, do you want to go to the next well, one? Well, Mister D Winters. Yeah. Uh, also says boringly long. Okay. Far too long. Visually great, but without pace. No suspense. Rather boring. Doesn't grab your attention. One thing, though, it shows Bradley Cooper's limitations. A pretty face isn't enough to carry such a story. Wow. So those are very similar. Yeah. I thought he did good. <clears throat> I thought he did okay. He's not like my favorite, you know. Yeah. I was trying to think earlier. Sorry, now I'm going off on a tangent. But I was trying to think like how many movies I've seen Bradley Cooper in that he's like not a bad person. <laughs> It's like Silver Linings Playbook, and it was like the only one I can think yeah. of. Anyways. Uh, D. Crawford says one star, predictable as ever with a droning plot, visually appealing for what it's worth, a kitschy kitsch, kitsch, concept relying on big names, uh, kitschy? <laughs> I don't know that, what that says. I guess it says kitschy concept relying on big names and an insanely high budget value in hopes to give it some semblance of artistic merit. Not a fan. I mean... Yeah, I can see that. But it's not a one star. You know what I mean? Well, anyway. not to you. But every movie sucks to somebody. Fair, that's true. Hodges, TM, Hodges TM13, I do, uh, says, a movie very obviously trying too hard to be angsty. I don't get that. Uh, ending was quite obvious, and the plot was too meandering. Overall, pretty disappointing movie. I do agree that the ending was kind of obvious. Like I, I could see it going there, like pretty early on. <clears throat> uh, a couple more. Orb, mm-hmm. half star. No, one and a half. <sighs> one and a half stars. Whatever. The production design is incredible. There's, there's your, there's your one star. Uh, but otherwise, this bored me to tears. 30 minutes before the film ended, I realized exactly where it was going, going, and then it spent the rest of the runtime slowly crawling its way there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me one more. Uh, Amika Obiora says, this is another one and a half stars, feels like a bunch of famous people assembled for a carnival-themed Halloween party as Del Toro just floated a camera through the room. Almost every Hollywood auteur's movie felt so strangely hollow last year. Performances feel like cosplay, scripts like they're written by a bot, and Jesus fucking Christ, they're all 10 hours long. <laughs> this this re- this review has a lot of truth in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the past like five weeks, the movies have been two and Very a half long, hours or, or three more. hours. Yeah, they've been long. Long films. That is true. Yeah, no, I mean, I hear you. Amika, I I hear you. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, not wrong. Well, that uh, does it for the Oscars. What's your uh, personal? Uh, what's your favorite? Favorite? Just, we're so, not going to go through the whole list. We're yeah. going to do an episode, a little yeah. snippet episode. So we'll do a little special episode that will probably come out. Um, what day are the Oscars? Aren't they on like Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, I think I think you're right. They're usually on the weekends. We um, should, we, it should come out like Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do this Friday. Uh, we'll do those special like hour predictions of the Oscars for a couple of categories, and especially our, our best picture. I, I don't know. I think for me, I think it March twenty seventh. Okay. Gotcha. Oscars. Nice. So that's what. That's like Sunday. That's like okay. Is it really Sunday? Sunday. Okay. Sunday. Um, I would say, 
Oh man. It might be Drive My Car. It's your favorite? Uh Mini Power of the Dog. Okay. Drive My Car is my favorite this year. I think Drive My Car might might be it though. I think Belfast is in um, second. I look at Dune. I love Dune. I I'm glad that it's, it, it it got a nomination, but I don't think it's the best one. I'm trying to think what's my least favorite. I really favorite. liked Oh, the least favorite is Don't Look Up for me. <laughs> for, for me it's between Don't Look Up and West Side oh, Story. Oh no. <laughs> Ethan's gonna <laughs> gonna freak out. Oh man. Um Interesting. Okay, well, I look forward to our little special episode then. Um, yeah. Look forward to that. Anyway, that does it for the Oscars. Uh, thank you guys for always listening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time for news. Next week. We need news. Oh, wait, we, we do need news. Are you going to skip? I was. Give me a theme song. It's time for news. News, news. Okay, cool. Um, my good old, old faithful Zack Snyder mm-hmm. dropped some news. Uh, he revealed an official uh, high-res Look at his uh, Green Lantern, um, which I forget the actor's name. Um, Wayne T. Carr? But, yes, uh, but it looks good. Cool. Neato. Uh, speaking of Green Lantern, Miss Marvel has a trailer, and it looks cool. It's it's a very unique uh, uh, show, but people are not happy about it because they essentially tr- changed her powers into that of Green Lantern, except it's purple. I thought that's very interesting. Miss Marvel... Is in the Marvel universe. Yes. And it's not Captain Marvel. No. no. And it's not Miss Marvel is heavily tied to to Captain Marvel. And it's no. also not Marvel. No, it's not. But she has a she has, her, she has a new thing where like her powers are essentially like imagination, which is what a Green Lantern thing is. Like I can imagine a giant like car and I can make it with my ring. So it's like her, the uh um the illusion stone. Yeah. But like always. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the Batman broke a half a billion dollars. Could you just imagine your enemy's dead? And <laughs> no, no, like it like creates a weapon for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria got cast in Spider-Man spinoff Madam Web, which is starring Dakota Johnson, which okay. is one of the, uh, what's it called? The Sony... Sony... Uh, movies? Spider-Man movies, yeah. Um, let's see is it the, here. Is it going to be part of the Sony like villain verse thing? Whatever. Yes, exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. Uh, is Madame Web bad then? I think she usually is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Don Cheadle's coming back for Secret Evasion. Uh, Daredevil season four, uh, apparently is happening. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Oh. Uh. Okay. Watchmen show and Lost creator, uh, Damon Lindelof. Uh, is working on a new Star Wars movie. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. A new Star Wars movie. Interesting. We need one. Um, and Amazon has closed the deal to buy the James Bond owners of G- MGM for $8.5 billion. Mm. Here's one that I'm excited about. Uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. As, as as of when I wrote this down, might not might have changed. Is that the... Um, Nick Cage? Yeah. Uh, as of 100% fresh. On Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. As of when I when I saw that, could have changed by now. Uh, and then uh, there's a rumor that Chloe Zhao is rumored to be uh, directing a Martian Manhunter film. Okay. Now I'm gonna end it on a slightly sad, not slightly sad, actually a very sad uh, piece of news, and that is we lost uh, William Hurt mm-hmm. last week, who was uh, known recently for playing uh, Thunderbolt Ross in the Marvel Universe. Um, he, uh, I'm not sure actually how he passed, but he passed. I think once he's he's in his seventies. So that is okay. sad. Rest yep. in peace. So he had some great films, 
some great, uh, some legendary stuff. So, uh, but on that note, that's all I've got for news. Okay. You have forfeited your right to a shindig, Zach. Yeah. So uh, skipping you and whiskey shots. She's been a little crazy thing recently. She finally docked. She docked for the day. Now she's sleeping. She's good though. She's just you know living life. The dogs have been sleeping downstairs, and so whiskey will come up to our room and hang out with us for a little bit. It's been nice. Dogs have been sleeping downstairs? Yeah. They, they don't love you anymore. They, they don't. I hate me. They sleep on the couch, or do they sleep like... On the couch, yeah. Okay. This is a comfy couch. It's a comfy couch. Lots of pillows and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, make your own adventure, like bed, you know? Wow. Like, yes. Maybe I want a pillow on my butt today. Wow. And like... Amazing. So I get it. Incredible. Anyway, there we go. I'm trying to think like a dog. I don't, Give me I don't, a put, theme a pi- song. I don't put pillows on my butt. Give me a theme song. I'm sleeping. For whiskey shots. Oh, whiskey shots. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey shots. Does whatever whiskey cat does. Meow. 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 Okay, cool. Next week, we have a special guest. Uh, Chase Callahan. My older brother is going to be on the podcast with us. We are going to be discussing kind of a one-off, but a, a film that we all love and have loved for a long time. One of the original uh, spoof films, satire films, Airplane. Mm-hmm. Surely you can't be serious. I, I am. There, there it is. <laughs> she called you back. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah. So next week we're going to be doing an airplane, and then we uh, are going to be announcing later this week. We're going to be announcing our uh, schedule for April. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got a lot of stuff to look forward to. Some new releases, uh, I believe, next month. I think I think Morbius comes out next month, right? Yeah. Uh, Cool. Well, we are excited, and thank you guys as always for listening. Zach, where can they find us? As always, you can find us on the Instagram at But Is It Good Podcast. Yes. You can email us at biigpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can, excuse me, find us on Twitter at biigpodcast. I had a burp. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your. Uh, pick for best picture. Yeah. Which one did you like the most? Which one did you like the least? Um, and did you like Nightmare Alley? And uh, what should we do next? As we plan our next few months, what do you want to do? What do you what do you want to do? What do you want to hear? What do you want to do? What do you want to see us do? We'll have you on. I we don't <laughs> care who you are. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll you want to be a guest? Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> we'll 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 do it. Okay, cool. I'm gonna uh, go take a nap. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.